والسلام على سيد المرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد طب القلوب ودوائها ونور الأبصار وضيائها وعافية الأبدان وشفائها وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد كلما ذكرك الذاكرون وغفل عن ذكرك الغافلون Last week we stopped on verse 80 of Surah Al-Baqarah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions some of the beliefs of Al-Yahud, the Jews after mentioning their tampering of a Torah of the previous scriptures, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us وَقَالُوا and they say, meaning from amongst the articles of faith that they held لَن تَمَثَّنَ النَّارُ that the fire will not touch us مَثْ is to touch لَن تَمَثَّنَ النَّارُ here touching entails punishment that the fire will not punish us لَن تَمَثَّنَ النَّارُ إِلَّا أَيَّامًا مَعْدُودَةً except a small amount of days مَعْدُودَةً so أَيَّامًا مَعْدُودَةً the word أَيَّام is from يوم Plural of Yom, Ma'adudah, is a quantity. So one of their beliefs was that the hellfire shall touch them only for a small number of days. As for Ma'adudah, some of them, they mentioned that the days, the number of days is 40 days. So they believed, those of them who believed in the hereafter, they said, if we go into hellfire, We'll, we will only go into hellfire for 40 days. Another group of them held the belief that they will only burn in hellfire for seven days. So they said, we will only go into hellfire for seven days. And another group from amongst them believed that they will only go into hellfire for 7,000 years. Some ulama took this position from the Israeliyat, the position that the Muslim will never suffer for more than 7,000 years, even though we know khulud fin nar, remaining in hellfire, is not for the believer, the one who adopts iman in la ilaha illallah, Sayyiduna Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But 7,000 years as a tahdeed, as a limited number, is from the Israeliyat, from the Israelite reports. So they said that we do all of this, meaning all these various sins, but that the fire touches except for a number of days. And similar to this is the belief of some of the Jahmiyyah that they believe that the hellfire will be extinguished, which is referred to as the belief of Fana'un-Nar, that the hellfire will be extinguished. This goes against the ijma', the consensus, but it goes against the Qur'an itself. That which is qat'i dalala decisive in its signification in Al-Qur'an Al-Kareem, which is what? Al-Khulud Finnar, that the unbeliever will remain in hellfire forever, for eternity. So some of the groups like the Jahmiyyah, they took this view that the hellfire will be extinguished, but this is a false view. So some of the Yahud, they took this position. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَقَالُوا And they said, shall not touch us, meaning us. إِلَّا أَيَّامًا مَعْدُودَةً Except for a number of days. قُلْ Meaning same response to them. Now whenever the word قُلْ is mentioned in Al-Quran Al-Kareem, it's to remind the one who recites Al-Quran Al-Kareem that when he says قُلْ, that there is one commanding him. So there is a wisdom when we say قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ Say indeed he is Allah, the one Say I seek refuge with the Lord of the daybreak. When we say قُلْ, we recite قُلْ is to remind ourselves that there is someone commanding us. This is the wisdom of having the قُلْ being mentioned in Al-Quran Al-Kareem. So قُلْ, when we read قُلْ, we know that رَبُّ الْعَالَمِينَ The Lord of the worlds is commanding us, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs us with regard to refuting their arguments. قُلْ 
اتخذتم now here the hamzatul istifham اتخذتم you have hamzatul wasl in bab iftial which here the hamzatul hamza qat'i which is istifham is mentioned but the hamzatul wasl is not in the orthography in the rasm al-Qur'an اتخذتم عند الله عهدا have you taken with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have you taken اتخذتم meaning اتخذتم that have you taken what is from اتخاذ from افتعال but the original word اخذ يأخذ is to take something here it's placed on افتعال scale اتخذتم have you taken عند الله with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what ahadan now you have mithaq and you have ahad ahad is a promise were you given a divine promise by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the answer is no that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not give any type of guarantee to Bani Israel that they shall remain in hellfire for what ayyama ma'adudah for a limited number of days there is no such thing found there is no such promise so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says اتخذتم عند الله have you taken with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ahad a promise ahdan falan yukhlif allah ahdahu allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never Go against his promise. Inshallah, after Salatul Maghrib, we will continue. So when Al-Yahud, when they said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will only punish us for a number of days, a very limited number of days, to Options are mentioned. Have you taken with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ahad? What is an ahad? A promise that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. They are informed that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shall never oppose his promise. يخلف أخلف يخلف خلف is to oppose something فلن يخلف Allah سبحانه وتعالى shall never oppose that which he has promised عهد he has made a pact with you if that is the case فلن يخلف الله عهده because Allah سبحانه وتعالى opposing what he has promised whatever he has promised in terms of reward or punishment once Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given a qarar, something which is certain, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never opposes that. In terms of punishment, there are some groups of people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised that he shall forgive them. This does not entail khalful wa'id in terms of atatarruq, أو تطرق الكذب إلى كلام الله سبحانه وتعالى. That lying enters the speech of Allah سبحانه وتعالى وليذ بالله. Lying is an impossible impossibility, an intrinsic impossibility to be ascribed to Allah سبحانه وتعالى. So the Yahud are informed. فلن يخلف الله عهده أم تقولون or are you saying على الله ما لا تعلمون Are you saying regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ما لا تعلمون That which you have no knowledge The second one is the option The first one they could never prove That in the previous scriptures and revelations Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never promised them That they shall never be punished Or they shall be punished ayyama ma'adudah For a limited number of days The second option is what? That are you saying something regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ma la ta'lamun that which you have no knowledge of. So this verse 
gives us ibrah, a lesson in terms of never to claim something without ilm, without knowledge. Knowledge from Al-Quran Al-Kareem, which is the final revelation or the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But at the same time also, uh, never to claim that without doing without doing the act of adopting belief, iman, a person shall have salvation. This is impossible. Salvation is only with iman billah, iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and iman in the, the revelation which has been sent down by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Bala, here bala, it comes in the meaning of, of course, but here it gives the meaning of ta'kid. Bala, of course, meaning for certainty, is what? Man kasaba sayyi'atam wa ahatat bihi. Khati'atuhu. So here, man kasaba, whoever acquires, whoever acquires. What is acquisition? Kasb is acquisition of actions entailing human free will. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the human being free will. This free will we refer to as kasbul amal, the acquisition of deeds, whether good or bad. What do you need to acquire deeds? Firstly, you have al-quwah, the strength Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed in the body. So we have strength in the limbs. With the arm we can strike. Second, we have the planning brain, the brain plans, so the mind plans, and we act with the arm or with whichever organ we want to exercise the right of acquisition of an action. Then we have which is what uh, the material upon which we act our choice. Like if I decide to pick up a cup of water. And then we have time and place. When a human being intends with the mind to acquire an action, acquisition, kasab, he places the God-given strength that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created within him and the, within the arm, for instance, and the strength is maintained by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at all times and created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at all times, the person then picks up, let's say, a cup. The composition of all of this is all khalqullah, creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The only option the human being has is known as kasab, action. So on the day of judgment, we are judged on our kasab of right or wrong. If we decide to acquire good deeds, or we decide to acquire bad deeds. This acquisition, kasab, is what the judgment is given on, on the day of judgment. As for ijbar, that, those things which we have no choice, then the, the judgment is in terms of what did you do with those things which you had a choice? What did you acquire? Did you acquire good or bad? So there were two sects. There was the mu'tazila, that believe that human beings create their own actions. So they mistaken kasab, acquisition for khalq, creation. And there was a sect known as Jabariya that believe that a human being has no free will, that a human being does everything uh, with the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with no free will, with no acquisition. But the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates everything, but the kasab is a choice given to the human being. And this is the meaning of wa tasha'una illa in Allah. You do not have any will, wa tasha'una. Illa in Allah, only if Allah wills for you, meaning if Allah wills for you to have free choice. This is the meaning of kasab. So the compatibilization of all these things is a choice. Like a person now, I have a choice to pick up 
a cup of water. The mind plans, but the mind is a creation of Allah. The hand is utilized to carry out the action, but the hand is a creation of Allah. The cup and the water is a creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The time and place is a creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the human being has the choice of compatibilizing. When he decides to make the choice, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala permits it to happen and creates the action. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not permit the action to happen, then my hand will not move, the cup will not be there, the water will not be there. And this is the meaning of what? Insha'Allah. When we say insha'Allah, if Allah wills, it means if Allah wills for everything to be compatibilized, for everything to be created. But yet the free choice is with the human being. And that is referred to as kasab, acquisition. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Bala, for indeed, man kasaba, whoever acquires, sayyi'atan, sayyi'ah, you have sayyi'ah, if the verb sa'ah means for something bad to happen or something evil, sayyi'ah is something bad. So whoever acquires a bad action, sayyi'atan. And then what happens? Sayyi'atan wa ahatat bihi. Ahata yuhitu to encompass. Ahata is something encompassing everything. Ahatat bihi encompasses him what khati'atuhu he's wrongdoing. Khata. Is wrongdoing here, khati'atuhu, all his wrong actions encompass him. This entails kufr, meaning a person commits misdeeds with the tongue. He commits misdeeds with the limbs. He commits misdeeds with the, the eyes, with the mind. And then what happens? Ranaq. The ran, which is what? Kalla bal rana ala qulubihim ma kanu yaksibun. That Behold, rana ala qulubihim, that the darkness enveloped the heart, ma kanu yaksibun, whatever they acquired, meaning yaksibun, note, the word is yaksibun, same as kasad, whatever they acquired with their own free will, affected the hearts, that the hearts became enveloped with what? Darkness until the person becomes an unbeliever. He disbelieves in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Khati'atuhu. So, what is mentioned here? Man kasaba sayyi'atan. Whoever acquires a bad deed, wa ahatat bihi khati'atuhu, and encompasses him what? Khati'atuhu is wrongdoing. Meaning a person who does not repent. Remember, when the heart is in such a state, it goes so hard, uh, hard that the no wa'ad penetrates the heart. No wa'ad of Quran penetrates the heart. No wa'ad of the sunnah of the Prophet penetrates the heart. So a person should always constantly repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and engross himself in dhikrullah, remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Otherwise, the heart has a hardness or it has a rust which envelops the heart. وَأَحَاطَتْ بِهِ خَطِيئَتُهُ فَأُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ That those people, meaning such people who, who what? كَسَبَ سَيِّئَةً He does a bad action. And أَحَاطَتْ بِهِ خَطِيئَتُهُ His bad deeds envelop him, encompass him. Then what? These people are described as what? فَأُولَٰئِكَ Indeed those, meaning أُولَٰئِكَ with the cap entails those who have just been described, those whose hearts have become engrossed in sin to the point that they end up disbelievers. Today we wonder why people become murtad, they leave the fold of Islam. Atheism is an illness of the heart and an illness of the mind. So when the heart becomes hard with sins, and some of them may have done certain sins, that they lose the basira of the heart. Basira is the spiritual insight of the heart. They lose their iman. Why? Because of the sins. 
Therefore, the believer const constantly does what? Tawbah, repenting to Allah every day and every moment and constantly doing dhikrullah, remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and increasing also love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Fa'ulaika, meaning those who have just been described, ashabun nari, they are companions of the fire. Note here, ashab, a plural of sahab or sahib, means a, com a companion of someone. But by them being described as ashabun nar, it entails that they will remain in hell. Ashabun nar, like someone consistently accompanies someone. Ashabun nari. Hum fiha khalidun. They shall remain in the fire. Khalidun. Khulud is remaining in something. The kunya agnomen of the sea is Abu Khalid. Why? Because the sea, it is as if the sea always remains. The ages have gone by, yet the oceans remain, like the mountains. So they refer to the seas as Abu Khalid. But Khalidun is. Something, they will remain inside of the hellfire. This is known as khulud fin nar, remaining in hellfire, which the Jahmiyyah denied. And why is this be appropriate to be mentioned here in this particular verse? The reason is because the Yahud, they claim we shall not remain in the hellfire except a ma'duda, a limited number of days. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here mentions what? وَهُمْ فِيَا خَالِدُونَ They shall remain inside of the hellfire. Which people? أَحَاطَتْ بِهِ خَطِيئَتُهُ The one who is encompassed with all his wrongdoing, which is kufr, disbelief, the state of kufr. Some people ask, why shall they remain in hellfire forever? The answer is that such people, even if they see the day of judgment, they still will disbelieve in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if they were returned back to earth, they will still remain unbelievers. Like last week, when an atheist youngster came here to discuss, and in the discussion, I said to him, if you return back on the day of judgment, you see all the angels, what will you say? He said, I will say, God return me back. So I may inform the others. But I said, what would, will you do if you return back? He said, I will believe that I was fooled by those creatures that are known as angels and go back to my unbelief. So that's the state of unbelief. Such people, even if they remained on earth forever, it's an illness that will never be cured by choice. And therefore, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punishes them in accordance with the nature of their sin. The punishment is in accordance with the nature of the sin. Of course, there are other additional questions which people ask. Uh, today is, is not the scope to answer those questions, which are with regard to, uh, does this mean the majority of humanity will enter hellfire forever? The answer is individual judgment is different to a judgment on a group. Judgment on a group is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has informed us that those who remain as worshipping Isa salam, they shall go into hellfire forever. That's the judgment on the group. But then judgment on an individual like an old woman who may never have heard of Islam or is unable to comprehend Islam and she dies in that state, that's individual judgment. That is only done by whom? By Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But in the dunya, we are commanded not to pray for them because they die as unbelievers. The outward state, is what we give a judgment for in the dunya. The inward state of individuals is judged by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the day of judgment, but the judgment of the groups is finalized in Al-Quran Al-Kareem. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ So here, note, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions Ahlul Jannah, uh, Ahlul Jahannam, or Ahlul Nar, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alongside that mentions Ahlul Jannah, why? As Bishara, as glad tidings also. Meaning, even though you Yahud, you have made a false claim that you shall remain in hellfire, ayyama ma'dudah, for a limited number of days, 
yet you still have the option of entering paradise. How? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Firstly, those who have believed, آمَنُوا And as I mentioned many times, Iman uh, is amn, is what? Security. In the dunya and in the akhirah. In the akhirah because it gives you eternal salvation. So, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Those who have believed, وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ And then they do good actions. Note throughout Al-Quran Al-Kareem, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions Iman with Al-Amal Al-Salih. Those who tell you that Iman is sufficient, you do not need to do good actions, they are misguiding you. Why? Because Iman is like a tree that has roots, that if you do not water the tree with good deeds, you do not water the roots, the roots will die. So whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions Iman, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ And they do those things which are good. الصَّالِحَاتِ The word is from Salah. Salah is the opposite to Fasad. Fasad is what? Corruption. Fasad is corruption. Salah is goodness. The opposite to corruption. So if, if you have honey and you spoil the honey, you have committed Fasad in the honey. You have corrupted the honey. But Salah is rectifying those things which have uh, badness or leaving things in their natural order. وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ And they do good actions. So note always that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions Iman with good actions. Never underestimate good actions. Good actions are like the water which is placed on the roots of the tree. And the tree, the roots of the tree go deeper and the tree uh, grows and the leaves reach what the branches reach a point where the sun they receive plenty of sun the sun in that case would be the revelation of the Quran and the Sunnah al-Nurul Muhammadi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam al-Sirajul Munir the lamp that reflects light Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam different to Sirajan Wahaja, which is the, the sun that we have here, which burns. Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is Sirajul Munir, the sun or the lamp that reflects light. It doesn't harm the people. The teachings of the Quran and the Sunnah are like the sun. And the Iman is the tree that we have in our hearts. Shajara, Tayyibah. A pure tree that is in the heart. The good actions are on our limbs. We water our iman with the good actions that we acquire. And we place sun unto our iman with what? With Quran. Al-Quran al-Kareem. And the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa And increasing zikrullah is from the good actions. And salawat and salam upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. أُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ الْجَنَّةِ هُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ So, أُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ الْجَنَّةِ Note al-jannah, عَالُمُ الْجَنَّةِ is the realm that exists beyond this plane. And as I've mentioned many times before, al-jannah in its linguistical root means to shade because the place is shaded with trees. In its linguistical root. Like Janine is the fetus because it's covered. Al-Majinnah is a shield because the shield covers you. Al-Jinn, Jinn kind, a Jinn kind because they are concealed from the eyes. So, therefore Al-Jannah is referred to as Al-Jannah because it is shaded with all the trees. And we know that Sayyiduna Ibrahim salam, he sent the message on the Laylatul Isra wal Mi'raj, on the night journey to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that instruct your ummah, your nation, to increase in subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. Why? Because the soil of paradise is fertile. And these statements are what? Each time we say any one of these statements, we plant a tree in paradise.
We plant a tree in paradise. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ أُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ الْجَنَّةِ هُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ They shall reside in paradise. هُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ What's the greatest reward in paradise? It's Ru'yatullah, the vision of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and Al-Jawar bi Rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam being the neighbor of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. The greatest reward in paradise. So the rabd, the connection of this verse with the previous verse was that after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us of the punishment of hellfire, he gives us bishara, glad tidings of paradise also. And the reason for mentioning the punishment in hellfire was in order to warn Bani Israel when they claimed that we shall only be punished in hellfire for a few days. Additionally, what the attitude of a believer should never be that if we are Muslims and we do bad deeds, we shall only be momentarily punished and we shall not stay in hellfire forever. Therefore, we do bad deeds. That's the similitude of someone who does a bad action on earth and then he goes to jail for a few years. Is it something beneficial for the person to do a crime and even go jail for a few years? The answer is no. Secondly, what guarantee does a person have that he will die on Iman? Thirdly, if he does bad actions, it's like placing acid or chemicals in the roots of the trees that kill away the tree. The opposite to watering the tree and nurturing the tree of Iman. So the believer should always acquire good actions. And when, meaning remember when. What is? We took Mithaq Bani Israel. Mithaq is a trust between two groups. Here it's the trust or the covenant between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Bani Israel. In the time of Sayyiduna Musa alayhi salam. When we took a covenant or a trust that we commanded them to do certain things. Mithaqa Bani Israel. Who are Bani Israel? The progeny of Ya'qub alayhi salam. That we took a trust. Wa iz akhazna Mithaqa Bani Israel. What was the covenant? La ta'abuduna illa Allah. First. لا تعبدون إلا الله. What is عبادة? عبادة is only for Allah. But what is it? It's the lowest form or the lowest point a human being can go in terms of humbling himself. When you humble yourself in front of someone, the lowest point is worship. The lowest point being worship is represented in actions like sajda, not limited to. And ibadah is what? Carrying out the commands of the one, the ma'bud, the one you worship, and desisting from what he prohibits you. But this slavery or servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is real freedom. Why? Because the one who realizes his ubudiyah, servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he never becomes abd of the makhluk. So he's free from the makhluk. Similarly, a person who becomes abd of his ego, his, his ma'bud becomes his ego, he's an abd of his desires. So a person, he becomes the abd of the makhluk or he becomes abd of the khaliq. When he becomes Abd of the Khaliq, then he attains real freedom. So, لا تعبدون إلا الله You do not worship except Allah. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You do not worship anyone else. 
The, the second point which is mentioned, وَبِلْ وَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا وَذِي الْقُرْبَى وَبِلْ وَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا Al-walidain is the parents, the mother and the father. Note that throughout Al-Quran Al-Kareem, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us with ibadah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in many points of the Quran mentions the parents, Al-Walidain. Because Al-Walidain, they have the greatest right on a human being from Al-Makhluq, from the creation. After Al-Rusul wal-Anbiya, the messengers and prophets, alayhimu salatu wassalam, the parents, Al-Walidain of a person have the most huquq. How? Because their parents are the sabab of bringing about the person onto the earth. The sabab, the material reason. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the khaliq, but the, the walidain are the sabab. And therefore the person must have the utmost respect for the parents. But what is mentioned, وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا This action of ihsan. What is ihsan? Ihsan is perfection. How do you perfect? In one hadith, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa mentions the word ihsan in the sense that if someone slaughters an animal, they sharpen the knife to the point that the death of the animal is swift. Why? Because if the blade is blunt, then they torture the animal. So perfection in every action is referred to as ihsan. Like when you take off your shoes, you place your shoes in a straight row. When you place on your shoes, you tip the shoes first to ensure there is nothing harmful inside of the shoes. This is an action of ihsan. When you place on your trousers, you sit down and wear your trousers. Why? Because if you stand up and wear your trousers, there's a possibility of you tripping. This is ihsan. In every action, there is ihsan. Perfection. But we are commanded to show perfection to the parents. What is ihsan to the parents? When the parents get old, they may become grumpy to endure their grumpiness. When parents become difficult, the person endures their difficulty. Similarly, when the ihsan to the father and the mother is to kiss their hand. Ihsan to the father and the mother is what? To stand up out of respect. Ihsan to the father and mother is not to turn your back towards them. Ihsan towards them is not to speak in their presence. Meaning to give them the utmost authority. Aside from that which is in opposition to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mercy on that father also who makes ihsan easy on his child. There are some parents who make things difficult for their children. But that father who makes things easy for his child, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, has done a specific dua for such a father. So perfection with the parents. Ihsanam wa qurba. And also with a group of people known as Dhil Qurba. Originally Dhul Qurba, but in the genitive state Dhil Qurba. This group of people are those who are related. Like the brothers and the sisters and anyone else who has some silatul rahim, some link with the person to show ihsan, to show wisdom. People become difficult to deal with. But the response of a Muslim is to be wise in the response when they become difficult to deal with. Always maintain ihsan. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will deal with all your affairs. So ihsan towards firstly, وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ وَذِي الْقُرْبَى Those who have any silatul rahim, who have any kith or kin, ties, or related to a person in any way. وَالْيَتَامَ Note here, وَالْيَتَامَ are mentioned. 
what is a yatim? For a human being, a yatim is the one whose father has died. For an animal, the one whose mother has died. So even yatim from the animals. Like you have a dog whose mother has died, a puppy, you show kindness. A cat who has no mother, you show kindness. Uh, a kitten. But Islam gives us hukuk, rights for women and children, but also for animals. There are hukuk even for animals. But in the case of a child, that a person, if the child has lost his father, he hasn't passed the age of puberty, he's deemed a yatim. Ihsan, perfection is shown to such a child. If a person is eating, they ensure that the yatim, the yatama, the local orphans, they have also received their food, their portion of food, and their portion of what is necessary for them, what is a right for them from society. Wal yatama, wal masakin, wal masakin. A group of people that are referred to as al-masakin, the singular is miskin, maskana, from the root letters of sin, kaf, and nun, is, we know even sukun is to be still. Why are they described as being still? Because they are so poor that they do not even have enough money to move around. They become so hungry, they cannot move. They become so cold, because of lack of clothing, they cannot move. So they are referred to as miskeen. So here, wal masakeen, those people who have nothing. Of course, in Islam, there is milk, uh, the uh, wealth distribution. The distribution of wealth. The imbalance that we see in the world today, that where only 1 or 2% of the world, the world's population, or even less, they have control over the vast resources of natural resources of the world. And then even money, which is not equally distributed amongst the masses of human beings. But in Al-Islam, you have what distribution of some of that wealth. In, in capitalism, they have a concept of the trickle-down effect, which means that the richer the rich become, some of that will trickle down. But it's false. In Islam, the first requirement is zakat, the distribution of zakat. But you have other things as well, like arrikaz, which is natural resources, that one-fifth of the revenue from natural resources is redistributed, like the oil in Saudi Arabia. In the Arabian Peninsula, you have oil. If one-fifth of that oil revenue was redistributed amongst this group known as the Masakin and Al-Fuqara, it would alleviate them from what? From mass poverty. So the, these were commands given to Bani Israel in the mithaq, in the trust, in the covenant between them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is husn? Husn is beauty. Say to people things in a beautiful manner. To the point that when Sayyiduna Musa salam and Sayyiduna Harun salam are sent to whom? To Fir'aun. What are they commanded? Say to him what? A soft speech. Speak to him softly. So even a strong enemy, a tyrant like Fir'aun, the two prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded to speak to him softly. Here we are commanded, But remember, this does not fall into tamalluq. What is a tamalluq? Where you become pretentious, sycophantic, where a person hides the truth in front of the tyrant. It's not referring to that. You speak the truth, but say it softly and nicely. Why it's more effective. The effectiveness of speaking nicely to people on the heart. Most people attempt to find excuses to reject the truth. So if they are spoken to harshly, 
they will say, oh, look at him. He never spoke to me nicely. Therefore, I reject his message. Even in disputes, someone does something wrong to a person, but then the one they have wronged, they will find an excuse when he reacts. They will say he swore at me in response. Therefore, we will not give him his right. Human beings attempt to find some excuse not to carry out justice, not to deliver justice. So the wisdom, when you speak to them nicely, even if they are in the wrong, they will never have the excuse to deliver justice. وَقُولُوا لِلنَّاسِ حُسْنًا وَأَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَآتُوا الزَّكَاةَ And they were commanded what? أَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَآتُوا الزَّكَاةَ Note, أَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ Establish the prayer. وَآتُوا الزَّكَاةَ And give the zakat. The salah and the zakat are mentioned together. Both pillars which are abandoned. Iqamatu salah, establishment of the prayer, and wa'atu zakata, distribution of zakat. How are both abandoned? There are parts of the Muslim world when the adhan goes, the people do not get up to pray. When they hear the adhan, they do not stand up to pray. This is ida'atu salah. In fact, many of them abandon the salah. But what does Salah do? Salah gives you that five times daily training of keeping the ego in check. Someone who prays Salatul Fajr will never become a slave of his sleep. Someone who prays Salatul Zuhr will never become a slave of his workplace. Someone who prays Salatul Asr will never become a slave of the television. Someone who prays Salatul Maghrib will never become a slave of his evening meal. Someone who praises Salatul Isha will never become a slave of what? Of nighttime socializing. Why? Because the, the ego goes out of bounds and control. The five daily prayers keep the person in what? Within the limits. They are reminded five times a day. Because the ego in the human being, it has animalistic passions, bestial passions. Those bestial, that bestial nature is kept under tight control with the salah. Additionally, in the salah, the tarbiyah, the nurturing, the person goes onto the flow. They realize I came from this flow and I shall return back to this flow, to the earth. They also have dhikrullah. They remember their khaliq. There are so many benefits of a salah that those benefits are enumerated in so many verses of the Quran, in the ahadith and in the works of the ulama. Benefits, worldly and ukhrawi. Like your rizq is guaranteed. Anyone who prays five times a day, his rizq is guaranteed. A basic benefit of salah. But wa'atu zakat. Both of these abandoned. There is no wealth that is damaged, wealth of Muslims that is damaged, except it is damaged because they haven't given the zakat. In one hadith, no treasure is lost at sea, except that person has not given the zakat from the treasure. He didn't give the zakat from that wealth. So these are two foundational pillars of the religion. أَقِيمُ الصَّلَاةَ وَآتُ الزَّكَاةَ Zakat, it alleviates poverty. And what people should not do is what some groups do is that they make a hila where the wealth circulates amongst the rich. The purpose of the zakat is to alleviate poverty from society. That there should be no one in society who doesn't have his basics. What are the basics? Clothing and food. That the person should have these basics. The zakat fulfills that requirement. So Bani Israel in their sharia that was sent down, they had their own prayers. And they had their own form of zakat. And then we are commanded with salah and zakat, two pillars of Islam that must be established. Always mentioned together. Note, psalm is not mentioned uh, always with salah. 
Hajj is not always mentioned with Salah, but Zakat is always mentioned with Salah, or many times in the Quran, perhaps about 35 times in Al Quran Al Karim. And then what did you do? Turn your back on these commands. Except a smaller group from amongst you, meaning those who stayed true to the Anbiya alayhimu salatu was salam. And you, your state was such, you turned away in such a way, I'rad is turning your back. When you turn away from someone, you turn your back towards them. So all these, the mithaq with Bani Yisrael, the covenant, was to establish all of these things. لا تعبدون إلا الله That you only worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You do not worship makhluq, including the ego. وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا That you show kindness or perfection with your parents. This is, it upholds society as well. When people follow these principles. وَذِي الْقُرْبَى And those who are related to you, meaning, those who have the ties of kith and kin. yatama, the orphans, those who are vulnerable. masakin, And those people who are al-masakin, all of these are what, were what? Mithaq. That Bani Israel failed to establish. But it's a warning for us that do not become like Bani Israel. Tawallaytum, you turned away. And also your state is such. Wa'antum mu'aridun. That you turn away with your back. Towards these commands. After this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions an additional point. وَإِذْ أَخَذْنَا مِيثَاقَكُمْ لَا تَسْفِكُونَ دِمَاءَكُمْ That when we took مِيثَاقَكُمْ Your مِيثَاق, your covenant, لَا تَسْفِكُونَ You will not shed دِمَاءَكُمْ Your own blood. Meaning warning against Violence, the impermissibility of violence. The only time uh, violence has been legislated is twice. It is in jihad, which is the nature of jihad, is to repel uh, zulm, oppression. The nature of jihad is to uh, to repel zulm, oppression. And the second is what is in hudud, in punishments. But everything else, when a human being takes justice, vigilante justice into his own hands, then he falls into what? Tasfikuna dima'akum. You shed blood amongst yourselves. Inshallah, next week we shall continue from this verse. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum jazallahu anna sayyidana Muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam amahu ahluh. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين